Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there, welcome to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and joining me, as always, is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the mutant to my enemy. It's Steven Davidson. Arg. Arg. Yes. Um, how you doing, buddy? Doing okay. How are you? I'm good. Good. Having a good weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Um, got to go to the listening. Movies. Got to go to the movies. Got to go to the movies for the first time in over a year. Yeah. Um, I think people listening don't really realize it's the weekend for us right now. But But, um, it's okay. It is. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big movie fan and I got to go for the first time in over a year. I went twice because, you know, I'm back. Fully vaccinated. I'm back. And you saw, I I think I saw you watched Raya. 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 The Last Dragon. Mm Yeah. And uh, new horror movie Separation. Oh, okay. Okay. Good thoughts on, but well, I know you loved uh, Raya. I loved Raya. We it's, like a, about that. it's like a top 10 Disney movie for me. I love that movie. And Separation was fine. It wasn't horrible. It's not going to go down in the annals as an all-time great horror movie, but it was good enough for a comeback. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody out there, thank you for joining us. This is our uh, special episode. Uh, it, when you're listening to this, when it drops, is probably going to be on our normal, or what was our normal time for our new shows of course we're switching things around and our actual uh regular show will be dropping this upcoming friday uh instead so uh we just want to put something in place for those people that you know that look for us every wednesday we didn't want them to go wanting for a few days so uh we have a special episode we're going to be talking about celebrities in wrestling we know how beloved we are yes we are very beloved and thank you to all of our fans and listeners that do tune in we do appreciate the support keep liking sharing subscribing doing all that great stuff we'll give you all the deets at the end as always but uh, let's jump in here celebrities i mean it goes hand in hand with wrestling when you think about it nowadays i mean but what we want to kind of delve into at first is uh, where it all started. How do we, how do we get here? What what got us to this point? Yeah, it, it seems like any time a celebrity is announced, uh, people just revolt against it. And you know, is is that an appropriate response to it? Do they really think about where this started, where this comes from, why the promotions do this, um, and is it always bad? I mean, is, is that an appropriate? gut reaction to just uh groan whenever a celebrity's announced and so let's break it down and kind of talk about the history of it yeah and and when i was doing some research here uh one of the earliest uh involvements that i could find uh was from 1976 and um you had gorilla monsoon taking on uh baron mikhail skikluna uh, it was a squash match monsoon wins of course um but uh Muhammad Ali was present and then there was a confrontation between Ali and Monsoon. Ali took off his jacket, stepped through the ropes, you know, nothing much came of this uh, at this point. Um, This did was kind of a precursor to Ali's match with Inoki in Japan um, that really got people talking as well uh, because Ali was like in sports, the biggest thing at that point. 
I mean, it's Muhammad Ali. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and that you can say you've had Ali and then we're going to talk about like Tyson and other involvement, uh, especially with the sports uh, c- celebrities. Um, but this is kind of one of the first uh, instances I could find with this. And then we can't talk about early celebrity involvement really without talking about the first WrestleMania. Um, I think that is the first instance where it was, it was a thing. Like this is something they specifically were like, this is something that's going to get us more viewers. It's going to bring attention to the product. It's going to uh, turn dollar signs, put butts in seats, as they say, a, a butt every, 16 inches or whatever it is that jr says um but yeah what, what about you is there any other early ones before wrestlemania one that you can think of uh well going back to muhammad ali um he was in wrestlemania one as well but uh he, he did get airplane spinned by mm-hmm. or airplane spun spun i guess <laughs> but it's definitely not spinned i can tell you that um by gorilla monsoon so there was some physical interaction there and then he did go on to have that match with and he he being uh ali went on to have that match with antonio Inoki. but yeah before wrestlemania we can't forget andy kaufman oh that's true uh, andy kaufman yes that was a huge huge deal with jerry lawler in memphis um and man kaufman was perfect for this yes. too because he he understood uh entertainment to a degree that most people at the time didn't including those in entertainment Mm-hmm. He he understood what wrestling was. He didn't care about being liked, not in wrestling, not in life. He didn't care. Um, he wanted to get a reaction from the audience, whether that was uh, the audience in a comedy show, watching Taxi, watching Saturday Night Live, or in a wrestling arena. He wanted a reaction. Um, <laughs> and so he got himself over as a heel. By challenging yeah. women to yeah. wrestling matches and then beating them and bragging about it. Like he had just been the one that airplane spun Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it was really, really, um, it, it was ahead of its time. But yeah. it, it worked. And, you know, nobody was more popular in Memphis than Jerry Lawler. He ran the territory, um, ran for mayor at one point. And, and, you know, that's how popular he was and still is yes. in Memphis. And so um, to have this guy, this big Hollywood celebrity come into the territory and act like he was the best thing going because he managed, not, not even squashed, managed to hold women's shoulders down for three seconds um, and then t- bragged about it uh, going against, you know, the, the, the most popular guy in the city, man. It worked, and it really showed the potential for using celebrities in wrestling. Yeah, and I mean, you, you got to mention, I mean, Letterman, uh, the spot when they're on Letterman and right. with the smack and the slap, and wow. And it's where, funny. Where Lawler slaps Kaufman. Yeah, slaps Kaufman yes. out of his seat. Yeah. Um, and it was crazy because it wasn't till many years later, um, as I was growing up, that and of course, we, we know now, you know, works and shoots and that's, sure. you know, all that. Um, but even uh, when I first saw some of the stuff, I was old enough to know that, you know, wrestling is predetermined. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
even that I always held as okay, that like that smack on Letterman, that that looked very real. I don't know that that was that that was fake. And then not two years later, did we find out that was all part of the gag? Yeah. Uh, the, was, the slap was real, but it was, he oh, knew yeah, it was yeah. coming. He knew yeah. it was coming. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It was, they, they planned that whole thing out. Right. Um, but was done just so well. I yeah. mean, so well. Um, but yeah, that is definitely a huge influential moment uh, with celebrities in wrestling. And one of my favorites, I, I mean, I love Jim Carrey playing Kaufman in Man in the Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, when they we got to see them kind of peel back for the first time talking about that mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. Um but yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, but yeah, so let's let's roll into WrestleMania one. Uh, of course, Vince, you know, he wants to put on this show. It's the, wants it to be the biggest spectacle in wrestling ever, kind of like the Super Bowl, like one big event every. I mean, I know at the time you probably hoped every year, even though at this time it was like we hope this succeeds so we can do more. We hope this succeeds so we don't go out of business. Yes. Uh, so it was very, it was a pivotal moment. He, he he laid everything he Vince laid everything on the line for this first WrestleMania. Yes. But in, you know, in his, in his mind, in his heart, he was looking to the future and I'm sure he never had, you know, that doubt in his mind. Vince has always struck me as a, you know, we're going to succeed, pal. We're going to do it. We're going to do it back. Well, he, he, he's it. the, he's the one for WrestleMania three when they were planning, you know, in the, in the uh, silver dome, not the super dome, the silver yeah. dome. Um, putting up video screens because you know it's such a big place, mm-hmm. and um, other people around Vince were raising concerns that you know it's going to be too bright and people aren't going to be able to see them because it's an open air stadium. And um, he said, "Well, it'll be cloudy," and it was cloudy. <laughs> Vince decided. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's going to be cloudy. Uh, I've written it in creative, so it has to happen. <laughs> yeah. I wrote so, it in yeah. creative five minutes before the show started, but still, <laughs> I wrote it into creative. So, um, yeah, he, he he's not lacking in confidence. Yes. So, in his mind, he knew that this was going to be a yearly or at least, I guess, semi-yearly event. I don't know what scale they, look, they looked at that at that point. But, um, and he just knew, hey, we want to get more eyes on this product. We want people to tune in that aren't just wrestling fans. We want to get those fringe fans and get them to tune in and maybe stay with us. What better way than to go out and get some high profile celebrities? Well, it makes wrestling appear more mainstream. Yes. And that that's the goal. It's no longer, like you said, a fringe product just for, you know, toothless wonders uh, living under a bridge somewhere in, you know, I was going to pick a place. I'm not going to pick a place. Yeah, um, let's, let's <laughs> what we're saying that. is that old stereotype that if yeah. you were a wrestling fan, you were some hillbilly redneck, uneducated, didn't have a full, you know, mouth full of teeth kind of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, so far from the actual truth, just because wrestling kind of got popular in the South doesn't mean that only those types of people liked it. Um, yeah. If you're missing teeth, by the way, we're not meaning to offend you. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that happens. And wrestling is more popular in the North. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. It's more popular in New York than it is anywhere in what is considered the traditional South. But it does help to go more mainstream to kind of break that stereotype. Um, it, it makes people feel more comfortable watching it mm-hmm. and admitting that they watch it. 
Yes. And once you can do that and make people feel comfortable being part of the wrestling community, then your business is only going to get better. Yes. Uh, so WrestleMania one, uh, of course you say, no, Ali was there. Uh, yeah. so that was huge. He was one of the guest officials for the main event. Mm-hmm. And then of course, uh, rock and wrestling. I mean, yeah. Cindy Lauper, uh, being there in um was it wendy richter's corner yes as she took on moolah correct for the women's championship yeah cindy had put captain lou albano in her girls just want to have fun music video yes and so it was kind of a a connection a rock and wrestling connection where they were including each other in their own products and so cindy lopper comes to wrestlemania and uh yeah uh that she was again as big a star as there was in 1985. She was massively over. And this would be akin to Beyonce appearing at WrestleMania this year or Taylor Swift appearing at WrestleMania this year and getting involved, getting, you know, kicked in the head by whoever, Roman Reigns, because that's what Piper did. He kicked Cyndi Lauper in the head. Um, So, you know, it uh, it was a huge, huge deal. And it definitely definitely succeeded cindy lopper uh played a huge part in in helping wwf at the time become more mainstream and it all kind of built to that match at wrestlemania yes um also i mean mr t yep in the main event main event mr t and hogan taking on piper and orndorff and i mean that was just so so huge Mm -hmm. i I mean you're hanging the main event of this huge show biggest show ever biggest show ever with a celebrity in the main event that is crazy to think about nowadays oh yeah um that you would think a celebrity would main event a wrestlemania yeah it wasn't crazy in 1995 but yeah (laughs) today Today. probably not likely to happen yes yes um but yeah very very insane um so, yeah, so WrestleMania 1 goes off and is a huge success. Huge success. I, and I think a lot of credit has to go to the celebrity involvement. And I think that kind of started the boom of wrestling uh, at that time. And, of course, every WrestleMania seems like we have more and more celebrities. There is, there's always some celebrity contingent. Usually Uh, there've been some exceptions. Nobody really at WrestleMania 12 or 13. There've been some, but yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, But like, you know, usually there's a big name, at least singing the national anthem or Mm -hmm. America the beautiful or some musical act performs or play somebody to the ring. Like there's, 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 there's like just something, even if it's something little, there's just something there. It's that, that nice little um, accent to the, uh, to the shows. Um, so with wrestling through the years, like I said, we talk about how it, how it started and its effects. And um, I guess personally, it's the question is, do you think it's a good thing? I, I, you don't like anything. You don't want to overdo it. Right. But at, at the proper time with the proper people. Absolutely. Um, again, it's, it's about making wrestling feel more inclusive. So if you are a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger 
and you see Arnold Schwarzenegger is popping up on SmackDown like he did shortly after SmackDown first began. Yeah. Then that's going to make you think, oh, well, I like Arnold and Arnold's cool with wrestling. So I can be cool with wrestling. Or if you're a fan of um, Jay Leno and Jay Leno's wrestling in a main event on a WCW (laughs) (sighs) pay-per-view. Again, you can think, oh, well, Jay Leno's cool and he thinks wrestling's cool. So I can think wrestling's cool. And so it's about making the fan base, expanding the fan base and making it feel more inclusive and more inviting to people that didn't think it was inviting before. So yes. Now, if you choose the wrong celebrity, it could turn people off and push people away. You don't want to do that. Um, But yes, as long as it's not too much. And as long as they're not um, doing too much to make the talent look bad at their expense, depending on who the talent is, like the Miz can get stuff like that over and be okay. But you don't want Drew McIntyre losing to bad bunny. Um, So it depends, but overall, yeah. And, and it seems like it's almost the only way to expand a fan base sometimes and to make wrestling more mainstream. Yeah. And as you bring him up, I want to say special shout out to the Miz because here's a guy that started on a reality show that wasn't involved with wrestling. He started on MTV Mm -hmm. on the real world um or real challenge ultimate whatever one of those it's real world it was real world okay i think he did some of the other ones as well but was a you know a self-professed wrestling fan and then ended up going and being on tough enough yes yes and then came into and now he's one of he's a marquee guy he really is um and i think that's crazy and i also wanted to bring this up is do you think for because we were talking before we started the show about some of the people we're going to talk about, and I brought up um, Tom Lister, Zeus, Tiny mm-hmm. Zeus Lister, mm-hmm. and where he didn't really become that prominent celebrity till after his involvement with the WWE mm-hmm. um, or WWF at the time, like No Holds Barred and the special pay per view match with Hogan and SummerSlam, SummerSlam and yep. Survivor Series. So yeah, he had oh quite yeah, a few he was around for quite a few appearances. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like with people like Cena and the rock and Hogan that transitioned from wrestling into a prominent celebrity career in acting or what have you, do you think that helped open the doors to bring bigger names in? I, it could, it could, um, Batista is another one who did oh, that. Batista, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think that sort of thing does nothing but good things for the wrestling business. Because again, it accomplishes the same thing. It it exposes more people to professional wrestlers and they get to see, oh, they're just regular entertainers. They're just people. It's just their form of entertainment is unique and different from all these other forms of entertainment. They're cool. The Rock's cool. John mm-hmm. Cena's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I like these guys. So they can't be all that bad. And so wrestling can't be all that bad. And, you know, not it's not going to be wrestling's not going to be everybody's thing. And that's fine. But if anybody is kind of on the fence, it can definitely bring people in and say, oh, well, let's see who else I might like if I start to uh, maybe watch this, if I give this a chance. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, some of the specific. We kind of broke it down into categories uh, of people that have been involved over the years. Let's start with the, the musicians. 
the music because we we had Cindy Lauper there at WrestleMania once. So let's talk about some of the other musicians that have uh, graced the ring or um, been heavily involved mm-hmm. uh, in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, I know some that you had brought up. Um, we'll start with Flo Rida. <laughs> talk yeah. about Flo Rida. Yeah, um, you know he didn't do as much as far as getting physically involved, but for a while he seemed to have a pretty good partnership with mm-hmm. wwe um and I, I i brought him up just like i told you i just really liked his his song the one song um yeah wild ones i just like, yeah. i would i would drive down the road just rocking out to that song <laughs> um i love that song um and so i enjoyed that particular performance I actually almost put it on my um my uh three count list that we did all oh, for the for, best musical it, yeah yeah it i i considered it it was almost there um but he, he was at the time. I haven't heard much about him lately. I don't know about you. Uh, Have you? Not off the top of my head. I, okay. I'm sure he's. I know he's Doing been featured something. on a few tracks here and there. I don't know about a mm-hmm. new album or anything like that. But I do like yeah. Flow Rider. Yeah, uh, and uh, at the time he was definitely one of the bigger music yes. stars. And um, you know, it's it's another one of those things where Flow Rider is cool. I like Flow Rider, so wrestling is cool because he's a part of it. And uh, he had the look too. He looks like a wrestler. Yeah, like, he's big. He's massive. He's a big so Jack, he, dude. Yeah, he fits right in, and just he's got that energy. And I just really enjoyed his performances. Um, but other other stars have gotten more involved than he did, doing more than just the music stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking, just some shout outs quickly to the music stuff. Of course, uh, we didn't have him listed or them listed, but uh, Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit yeah. also. Can't go without because I mean I loved Roland. I loved yeah. that song and it it just felt like a, a wrestling entrance theme. It was just a hype song. I really dug that. Yeah. Uh, insane clown posse. Yeah, I mean <laughs> their their entrance music for the oddities got the oddities over. Yes, because the gimmick itself wouldn't have done it. No, no, absolutely not. As much as I liked, you know, uh, Big John Tenta in a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Luna, uh, you know, liking Cartman and being kind of crazy and funny. Right. But that music really, really put them over. Yeah, because it was fun. It was a fun way to get them to the ring, and it made them feel fun. Um, and then they wrestled, and it wasn't as fun. And then they won, and then it was fun again because the music played. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, ICP, uh, huge professional wrestling fans, obviously. Mm-hmm. They started their own federation mm-hmm. uh got involved in many other ways and they wrestled yeah so you know you talk about musicians kind of doing it all they're one of the ones that did uh um, yeah but uh you can't not talk about what we just got to witness with bad bunny yeah you want to talk about musicians and getting involved with wrestling here recently at wrestlemania 37 incredible yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, and the, we, it was obvious how much work he put into it and how seriously he took it. Yes. Um, but and we talked about it probably not even probably. I think it's without a doubt the best in ring performance by a non sports celebrity crossing over. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah. Um and I absolutely loved that match. I know uh, the Canadian destroyer didn't do you any favors. But, not my favorite thing, but I was uh, impressed that he did it and that yeah. he could pull it off. Cause you know, athletically it's not an easy thing to do. No. Um, no. 
I have no issues with the athleticism behind it. It's just the logic behind it. I don't like. Um, so yeah, I was impressed just by his work ethic. Um, and it, we say non-sports celebrity. We have to remember Mr. T was a non-sports celebrity. It feels like he wasn't because he was in such good shape, but Mr. T was an actor. He did, he did pretty well for himself too. Yes. Um, yes. So I, I would, I would say those two were the best. I think people um, forget because of where he was in what Rocky two mm-hmm. uh, and everybody thinks about that or Rocky three, which yeah, I think it was Rocky two. It was Rocky. Two, uh, as uh, no, Lang. it was Rocky three, Rocky three, Rocky three. Yeah. As Clubber Lang. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I mean, hell thunder lips anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, everybody forgets that he was just an actor, you know, um, really good shape, but good just shape, big, tough guy, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you've never seen him go apple picking with Conan O'Brien, look that up right <laughs> when you're done with this. It is one of the funniest things you will ever see. Mr. That's... T, apple picking Conan O'Brien. And I'll tell you what, because it's coming up very soon, please remember to do exactly as Mr. T says and treat your mama right. Yes. Mother's Day is on the cor- around the corner. Yes, this um, weekend. This weekend. Uh, so yeah, so lots of great musical involvement. Any other big music um well, we have to talk about Master P. Oh, Master P, yes. And the No Limit Soldiers in WCW, his own stable. He feuded with Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect. Perfect. And, and the West Texas Rednecks. Because he was got a, had a country music thing going in WCW that I I didn't really like. But, it, you know. <laughs> no. And, you know, their entrance music was Rap is Crap. That was their song. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they went all out with it. Um, and of course there were people who loved that, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. for, for better or for worse, there were people who were into that. Um, but yeah, you got to give it to master P like he got in there and, uh, he dug deep and he, he was in a full fledged stable in a full fledged angle and actually had a run in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, very, very cool. Now we talk about some of the most infamous and i'm kind of changing formats as we go i think i found a good flow for us hopefully you're picking up on it um because we've talked about some of the great um and some of just the music let's talk about some of the and there's only a couple instances the kind of the infamous music uh involvement in wrestling now the biggest one that stands out to me now icp could be one of those just because of how polarizing they were as an act um but they were at least able to help Yes. One of the, one of the acts, one of the actual wrestling acts, but something that did not help. And it just, and it was kind of the opposite where they were trying to use the big name of a band to launch a career in wrestling. And that was the kiss demon. This is probably the most infamous one of the musicians in wrestling Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of angles. We did. God was this just not good. (laughs) yeah not good um because kiss comes out and lip syncs a uh and it's very obvious they're lip syncing and it did not have vincent man's confidence no 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 and then there's this huge and and no if i I can't remember who it is that was underneath uh the gimmick for the kiss demon um and i'm in no ill will towards that guy he was doing with what they had given him and he was trying to get it over. The problem was, it's just not going to work. Uh, Dale Torborg. Dale Torborg. Um, so, again, not a name that we ever really got to know. So, it, I feel sorry for him. 
that Kiss Demon was probably what he's known for <laughs> over anything else. Uh, but yeah, that that was uh, that just stunk up the joint, as they say. <laughs> not not good. Um, yeah, it's got to be. You know, if you're going to make a wrestler out of it, you've got you've got to. It's got to be relatable somehow. I, ironically, um, Stardom did a better job with Death Yamasan, where she was the like a huge Kiss fan. Yes, but it wasn't treated terribly seriously like she was comedic with it mm-hmm. and so it worked um but you know they wanted us to take the kiss demon super seriously and uh that's not gonna work and it and it's hard to kind of take that seriously when you had an act that inadvertently had done it years before in demolition Ah, uh, i never made that connection but yeah i suppose so you could you, you know you could look at the look of demolition the face paint and be like oh I bet those guys listen to Kiss, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Not a direct correlation, but you know, you could kind of see that. And with you put somebody in Kiss makeup and bring them out, and they've got the whole gear on, they kind of look like Demolition. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so that that's one of those cases where you might bring in a Kiss fan who thinks, "Oh, this is going to be cool," and then they'll see some wrestler trying to rip off the gimmick of their favorite band and then they're going to think oh this is not cool yeah and it's not going to help your product yeah and it definitely did not help wcw at the time yeah now moving from the the musical influence and of course we've had you know a litany of people again that have played people in and entrances america the beautiful all this other great stuff too many to go into all of them sure uh but let's move on to just you know your basic actors and kind of entertainment celebrities and their involvement um i mean some of the ones that that come to mind um are like william shatner because he most recently was put into the uh the hall i guess ozzy osbourne let's we'll throw ozzy osbourne's name in there for the musician since he was just recently put into the celebrity wing mm-hmm. of the hall of fame um but yeah so uh shatner also being put into the celebrity wing of hall of fame this year um was involved uh was it with was it brother love or piper piper's pit no it was lawler and bret hart lawler and hart that's right lawler and bret hart Mm -hmm. um king's court king's court that's what it was Mm -hmm. and um i mean through the years i mean these names uh, donald trump um you had well i I was at that rest i was at wrestlemania 23 yes where donald trump was and i mean it was it may even I don't want to say it still is, but at the time it was the highest grossing WrestleMania ever. Mm. Um, and, you know, people were probably curious. I would say that the, the Trump McMahon angle had some to do with that. The battle of the billionaires. Battle of the billionaires. Um, it was the match I was least interested in on the whole card. <laughs> um, I really didn't care about it. I was there. I was there because it was WrestleMania, but I was excited about Shawn Michaels and John Cena. That's yes. what I was excited about. Um, but, you know, that match happened, too. Um, I wasn't into Lashley or Umaga at the time. So I was just kind of like, all right, we know Lashley's going to win. Because, um, yes. you know, celebrities win. That's how it works. Um, so, but to the, the lay person, to the, the person who doesn't watch wrestling every week and doesn't, ha- hasn't been through this routine a million times, um, it was probably infinitely more more um, encapsulating. We'll yes, say. Um, and it, it seems to have paid off. Yes, 
Uh, agreed. Uh, and he hosted WrestleManias four and five as well. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, he did. at Trump Plaza. So he's had a long involvement with with wrestling. Yes, um, but uh, <laughs> this one, as we were talking, just in remembering Drew Carey at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, entering the Royal Rumble was hilarious. Entering um, when the only person in the ring was. You remember? Kane. 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 <laughs> like, not good timing, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Uh, so he he casually and and courteously eliminated himself. Yep. To, <laughs> to get the hell out of Dodge. Um, I I like Drew Carey. I've always liked Drew Carey. I love the Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. Um, during this this whole um coronavirus stuff, where I've been working from home almost every day, I watch at least part of The Price Is Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Drew Carey fan. Um, I, I was there when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame because that was ah. WrestleMania 27. And most of the people booed him. And I didn't think that was fair. Like, what did he do to anybody? All he did was what they asked him to do. He showed up, he did what they asked him to do, and then that's it. I don't think he deserved that. Um, and, you know, uh, that that's often the crowd's response to these celebrities mm-hmm. is to just boo right out of the gate. No matter what, um, how dare the celebrity come into my cherished right uh, wrestling arena? Right, um, even if it helps my cherished wrestling arena. Yes, um, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's fair. I'm, I'm not a fan of that, and I did not participate in the booing of Drew Carey that day. No, neither did I. I thought it was. I laughed my butt off. I did exactly what it was intended to do. Yeah, it got a pop. It got a comedy spot in there. I mean, yeah, people are going to, you know, kind of bitch and moan about it. You know, I took a spot away from a wrestler in the Rumble. It's like, you got 30 spots, man. You got plenty, you got plenty of people in there, and you got you to gotta break it up sometimes. You got to break it up. didn't take it away from anyone who was going to win. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, some other big names, uh, of course, that we've seen get involved over the years. Uh, uh, Pam Anderson, Jenny McCarthy. Speaking more about WrestleMania, WrestleMania 11. And that, that actually started at the Royal Rumble that year because Pamela Anderson oh, that's was, right. was there at the Rumble. And the, the deal was she was going to accompany the winner to the ring at WrestleMania. And Michaels wins. And Michaels wins. Then we get to WrestleMania and Michaels can't find Pam. Um, so Jenny McCarthy ends up walking down to the ring with him. And then when the champ, my man, Big Daddy Cool Diesel... Uh, his music plays and who's on his arm? Pam Anderson. Yeah. Uh, and of course, when after the match, he leaves with both women. <laughs> yeah. After he beat Sean. <laughs> well, let me tell you, this, this was not a bad move by WWF. Like in 1995, you were either, if, if you were of that persuasion, you were either all about Pamela Anderson or Jenny McCarthy, if not both. Um, well, at the I time. Had, I had Jenny McCarthy posters all over my walls. Mm-hmm. And Baywatch was like the biggest thing in the world at the time. Yeah. In, in the world of entertainment. Pam Anderson, uh, internet was, was very new at this point. And she was the number one downloaded celebrity uh, until Sonny took her over a little bit later. Uh, but <laughs> At least on America Online. Yeah. America Online anyway. But yeah, she, but I, even not America Online, Pam Anderson was the number one downloaded celebrity in the world. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, there's no way that this didn't, especially the 18 to 35, 18 to 40 that coveted 39, 35 and 49. There's the two different. 18 and 35 is one and 18 to 49 is the other. 
Okay. Yeah. The yeah. 18 to 35 was definitely, definitely tuning in because. Pam. Oh, so was the other one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody yeah, was. The, everybody of that persuasion, the which is the majority. The male contingent was, was, was yeah. pretty much tuning in. The straight male contingent. And that is the, the and, and the, you know, LGBTQ female contingent um, yeah. probably as well. Um, but the majority of the wrestling audience is probably straight males. Um, and so, yeah, all, all of them were definitely excited by at least one of the two. Yes. Um, but let's see. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. SummerSlam 94. He participated. He, he was in vignettes leading up to SummerSlam. So he wasn't just a one night participant. Um, earlier that year at the Royal Rumble, Yokozuna defeats The Undertaker in a casket match with the help of about a dozen other guys. The Undertaker ascends to the heaven. Essentially, he's mm-hmm. dead. The heaven. There's only one heaven, the right? Heaven. Singular. <laughs> um, and uh, we don't see The Undertaker for a while. And so Leslie Nielsen decides, well, let's go looking for The Undertaker. Uh, Ted DiBiase brings an Undertaker back. It's not the real one. Leslie Nielsen, known for detective comedies. That is yes. kind of his his thing, naked gun stuff like that and so uh he decides let's find the real undertaker and so leading up to this undertaker versus undertaker match at SummerSlam 94 we have leslie nielsen looking for the undertaker and it, it concludes at SummerSlam 94 where the undertaker comes back and he he's a great he, he was a great deadpan comedian yeah um maybe one of the masters at it um and i, I thought he was great Yes, yes. Uh, I love. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Leslie Nielsen from Airplane to Naked Gun, everything. I just love what that man did. Uh, he's a comedic genius. Um, loved his involvement with the WWF. Um, that whole storyline was great. I remember that it sticks out to me. Um, sidebarring just a little bit is the lightning hitting the casket and then the effect of the the x-ray and the body ascending i thought that was just yeah that was just so neat yeah i dug that Um, and i know some people out there are saying and that was marty janetti being raised it wasn't that was debunked it was not marty janetti being raised so sorry yeah sorry nothing was raised in that man's career um anyway (laughs) (laughs) only by his own choice though by his own choice by his own choice choices plural choices yeah Um, heaven is singular but marty janetti's choices were definitely plural yes um Kind of, I guess, adjacent to the whole looking for the real Undertaker. Wasn't there WrestleMania where I think it was uh, John Totoro or Nick Totoro was was trying to find something out backstage? Like he happens upon Bob Backlund and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That's WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Uh, uh, play, WrestleMania 11. 11. Yeah. Playing chess and yeah. JTT beats Backlund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Backlund was low key funny. Yes, he hilarious. If you if you sit there and, and and stuck with it and got it, he was really really funny. I'm not uh, sure he was always trying to be, but he definitely yeah. Was. No, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but let's see. Uh, let's talk about the raw guest hosts. This is a great way to put into here because they're mostly entertainment celebrities that did the guest hosting duties on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Barker. One of the the best, I thought. I th- uh, if you ask most people, if you had people vote, I, he would probably come out on top mm-hmm. as the best one. And he got physically involved. Yes, punching he, out Chris Jericho. Well, he he went nine rounds of Sandler in uh, 
<laughs> in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jericho, that's that's the next be- that's the next thing up. That's that's a logical progression. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bob Barker was hilarious and definitely again brought more eyes. I mean, who who doesn't know? Or who didn't at the time? Maybe now, maybe not as much. But who didn't at the time know who Bob Barker was? Right. And who didn't, when they were homesick from school, watch The Prices Right? Yeah. Everybody loved Bob Barker. If I was sick, because I grew up in a house with my mom and my grandparents, if I was sick or there wasn't school because of whatever during the week. or whatever, yeah. I was watching Days of Our Lives and Prices Right with my grandma. That is pretty much what the day consisted of. Yeah. And loved every bit of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so he was a huge win in the celebrity apartment for that. Uh, other notable uh, guests that we've had, I mean, there were so many. They did it for a while, yeah. Um, uh, Seth Green. Yep. Um, uh, the Muppets. The Muppets. John Stewart. Yeah. Talking about some that actually got physically involved. He, he cost John Cena the WWF championship. Because he didn't want him to break Flair's record. <laughs> and it's like, as ridiculous as that is, at least he had a sound motive. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. an old school fan and he didn't want uh, the it boy John Cena to beat who he thought the greatest <laughs> yeah. in the world was. I thought that was tremendous. Um, Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Another another big one. uh Punching the lights out of um, who was it? Because he was in Zach's corner, uh, Zach Ryder, mm-hmm. and he was it Dolph. Yes, I think it was Dolph that he yep. he ended up uh, clocking. Um, but uh, let's see, we also had uh, oh another big WrestleMania one, Mickey Rourke, another one. Yes, with and uh, you see a lot of these same names that get involved with celebrities, Jericho. Mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke and Jericho at WrestleMania. It was yeah. Jericho and and Bob Barker. And I think it's because you have certain certain wrestlers, The Miz, um, Dolph, that understand the benefit this is to the business. So mm-hmm. okay, it's no big deal for me to go in and take well, a punch. And to them, because yeah. when these clips are getting shown on They're the one Tonight. Or that's on front page USA Today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's their picture on there, too. Yeah. So they it was smart. They knew what they were doing by getting in and accepting those roles. Yeah. Um talking more about the guest host. We can't forget Jeremy Piven. Oh, talk about infamy. Oh, Jeremy Piven. Uh, give us a I I, I I liked Jeremy Piven, okay. He was uh one of the co-stars of Ellen, uh-huh. Ellen DeGeneres's sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew him from that, and I, he went on to do other things, I guess. But what he is best known for, he was there in August, mm-hmm. and uh, they were getting ready for SummerSlam. And um, to this day, people still make jokes and references to, to this moment when he asked the crowd if they were excited and ready for SummerFest. Affirming <laughs> how big of a fan. <laughs> He really was this long-standing, arguably the number two show of the year in the business every year. Um, Summerfest, Jeremy Piven. So, uh, if you ever see Summerfest references on Twitter or or anywhere else, and you're not sure what that's about, that's what that's about. <laughs> 
It sounds like the major pay-per-view that you wrestle at on that uh, game that I showed you, that five-star wrestling game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where Andy Organ is taking on <laughs> um, what Gronk Lasnar or something, whatever. Right. <laughs> Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. That was That's what it was. Ragnarok. Yep. Ragnarok. At yep. Summerfest 2012. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, another... Uh, guest host they had was Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes, who is best known for Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, play which character? Uh, Jack. Jack. Okay, Jack. Will and Grace. Yeah. Um, good talent, fine actor, good at what he does. Um, you have a personal I, story. I I, I I do because I had an interaction with him on Twitter because he hosted Raw, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm a huge Conan O'Brien fan, right. and uh, he was on Conan shortly after that and conan was asking him about it and he kind of he didn't kind of he outright ran down the wwf mm. um they had him on there promoting the three stooges right he was playing right. playing uh larry i think yes in the three stooges so. mm-hmm. yep the movie and um he may not have even been a guest host they may have just had him on to do that in fact i think it might have been that maybe that's yeah um, it, it might have been after the guest host period but he was on promoting the three stooges and uh, in fact, I think it was after the guest hosting period, because um, I think um, maybe the production company was tied to Raw. And so it was kind of a cross promotion thing. And um, so they were they were being nice to him and they let him come on and um, they let him do his thing. And the crowd wasn't really into it, but they let him do it anyway. It didn't really add anything to right. the show. It didn't really help them, WWE, no. in any way. He's not a big enough name and so it didn't really do anything for them and so he goes on a talk show and talks about how it's not for him and it, he, he wasn't crazy about the experience and just runs them down and i just thought that wasn't cool at all and i tweeted him about it and surprisingly he responded back to me i don't really, it's been so long i don't remember the exact exchange it was just one tweet to him and then he tweeted back and that was the end of it um but and i wasn't your typical Twitter troll. I wasn't cursing him out or calling him names. I pointed out why I thought what he said was not very admirable. Um, Cause you know, they had, they had given him a platform to help him and that's how he pays them back. And I don't even remember what his response was, but it still does not sit well with me. And it really colored my, my opinion of him as a person. Ah, um, did he block you? I don't think so. Okay. So no. he, he couldn't have taken what you said, too bad. Let's see. <laughs> now I'm going to look. I don't yeah. I don't think so, but uh, we'll see. Well, um, while you look for that, uh, yeah. some others that to, to bring up uh, in hosting duties, maybe not for Raw, but uh, kind of... He did more, not. He did not block me. Ah, uh, Michael Che and uh, Colin Jost. Yeah, fairly recently, um, relatively speaking. And talk about kind of some i mean they had heat <laughs> let's talk about as far as with the fans this mm-hmm. is one of those is where the fans were just not having this they were not into this at all um and they tried to even put storyline with them and they you know they were rolling with the punches or at least trying to um so i thought they did an admirable job mm-hmm. given what was going on but i think they kind of got a bad rap from the fans not wanting them to be involved <laughs> Yeah, and I don't understand it because I, I like them and I, I love Weekend Update. Yeah. Um, it, as usual, it's 
generally the best part of Saturday Night Live. Typically, typically. Um, and I think they do a great job, and I think they're genuinely funny guys. Um, I don't know. Are they jealous that Colin Jost is married to Scarlett Johansson? I don't know. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know, unless it's just, you know, the outsider syndrome again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't didn't, didn't really understand it. Let, let, let's uh, let's shift for a second. Let's let, let's move on to a different little uh, category. Um, let's talk about um, the sports celebrities that have gotten involved over the years. Now, of course, we talked about uh, Ali in the beginning. Um, we mentioned Tyson. Tyson probably being one of the holy grail moments in professional wrestling, when you talk about a celebrity getting involved as far as its influence on the business, um, mm-hmm. as we talked about before the show, this is, you said, you think this is probably the moment that, that turned the tide in the Monday night wars. I think so. And I, I'm, I, I agree. I, I, I can find no fault in that logic because this really was what everybody in the back and forth between nitro and raw, this happened and everybody was like, Whoa, mm-hmm. Holy crap. It really got people talking about WWF again. Yes. Um, and you threw him in there and he had the involvement with stone cold and then goes on to WrestleMania, which was a good WrestleMania. WrestleMania yes, 14 which was, was a, a really good, good WrestleMania. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, in the match where Austin finally gets the prize He's the he's the top guy. Celebrates in the ring after with Tyson, and you know that again. We talk about images being on every publication on ESPN, everywhere. That would be one of those pictures that was everywhere. Tyson and Stone Cold, front page news everywhere. After yeah, Mania. absolutely. Um, which was incredible. Um, we've had others like Floyd Mayweather, also another boxer. Um, that has stepped in the ring and performed against the big show at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I thought it was tremendous. I thought he did a fantastic job. Um, I liked his involvement a lot. Um, and actually <laughs> like, like no BS, like, broke big show's nose <laughs> he did and no bs he almost got killed for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> got a little too uh, amped up in the moment and yeah gave him a snug little punch and then yeah realized you don't anger the giant because <laughs> that that's one of those things um you know mayweather again as good as anybody at what he does mm-hmm. against people his size i promise you in a real fight he's not putting down the big show no, probably, uh, <laughs> he's probably just getting stepped on. <laughs> yeah, um, as as hard as he can punch, I'm not sure he could reach the Big Show's face if the Big Show didn't want him to do it. We're calling him Big Show. He's not Paul White. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Paul White, Big Show, did the honors. For yeah. Him. Celebrities always win. And, you know, he kind of cheated to win. He had the, what did he put, brass knuckles? I think so. Inside the... he, he had something. He used something to hit him with to knock him out um so they protected uh paul white big show um but uh, i guarantee again, he got a nice payday <laughs> absolutely and and he got all that exposure as well mm-hmm. um so yeah the, the celebrity athletes tend to get way more for obvious reasons physically involved mm-hmm. um 
we such as WrestleMania matches like that. We had Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone getting involved in WCW. And ended up um, wrestling each other. Yeah. Which was crazy. Well, Dennis Rodman joined the NWO. Yeah. So insane. Because um, a lot of times, like you say, you get the, the involvement and they're usually exclusively going to be working with another seasoned vet right. in professional wrestling. And even though it was like in a tag scenario, but there was a mm. point where it was Rodman versus Malone. Yeah, it was Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman versus mm-hmm. Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone. And, and during the course of that match, Rodman and Malone square up. And and a lot of people were just like, okay, even if you think, you know, like I know wrestling is, you know, predetermined. Those two guys might try to kill each other because they met in the finals. And we know there's bad blood between them for real. Mm-hmm in the world of sports. And yes, there was, but at the same time, both these guys were very professional. Um, So none of that kind of eked out into uh, the match as far as we know. Right. Um, And they were just, they were class all the way. And you talk about getting eyes on the product. That was huge. Yeah. Huge. Everybody talking about that from ESPN uh, to, I mean, everywhere. Nightly yeah. news was talking about it. Local nightly news had spots on it. It was nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Well, and Carl Malone was not the only celebrity that Diamond Dallas Page teamed up with on pay-per-view either. That's true. Um, Jay Leno. Jay Leno. <laughs> did get physically involved. The yes. rare non-sports celebrity to get physically involved, teaming up with Diamond Dallas Page against what, Hogan and Bischoff. Bischoff, yeah. Um, and it was a horrible performance from Jay Leno. But, you know, he tried. And 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 they and like they, they point this out and they have like on on one of the documentaries it's like Leno gets Hogan in a wrist lock, yeah, in the middle of the ring and, and holds it for like a minute and a half and everybody's like, how is that even possible? What you don't realize, hey, this is entertainment. How many pictures got taken of that? Yeah. And and that picture was everywhere the next right. day. Yeah, everywhere. Um, yeah. So yeah, it seemed very out of place, and you're like, "What is going on?" But there was a purpose, and it served yeah. its purpose. And, Matt well, was and great. <laughs> no, 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 it was horrible. Um, another, we'll go back to the sports, but we cannot get out of this episode without talking about one more entertainment celebrity in WCW. David oh no, and, and yes, and I had planned on, on on getting to that one, but yes, let's go ahead and throw it in now. I mean, that's probably the most infamous. Yeah, most infamous celebrity involvement of actually getting in the ring and performing has got to be David Arquette. Uh, I mean, he was WCW champion. He was the WCW champion. Yeah, uh, won, won it on Thunder because you know <laughs> everyone watched Thunder. Oh God, it, we have to do a show at, at some, some point about just Thunder, talking about how <laughs> bad Thunder was. What a mistake it was. <laughs> But anyway, me to quit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, David Arquette and and to be fair, um, as we've seen in interviews, you know, he didn't want to do it. Right. He did to, not to win the title. You mean he yeah. did not. He loved being involved because, you know, they mm-hmm. went on to do Ready to Rumble, the movie, which is a it's kind of a cult favorite of mine. It's not a great movie by any stretch, but uh, because of how ridiculous it is, mm-hmm. it makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, and and how ridiculous and over the top some of the performances of the wrestlers are very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
most notably is Sid and Saturn going to beat up this old guy and the old guy whoops their butt and it's them crying with, with ice packs on their head in the back. It's hilarious. Um, Saturn could dry his tears with Moppy. Yes. Moppy. Um, but he was talking to DDP and DDP tells him what's going to happen. And he's just like, man, we can't do that. Yeah. And DDP's like, I know, but we're doing it. <laughs> That's what they wanted to do. And I'll say, to be fair, at least they did it correctly as far as protecting the wrestlers in this and the mm-hmm. fact that he pins Bischoff mm-hmm. because of the weird rules of this match. Yeah, um, it was a tag match. Like a right. tornado tag, some yeah. weird thing. Everybody was legal at the same time or or something. I don't know. But he ends up uh, spearing and, and, and pinning Bischoff. At the same time that I guess DDP was pinning whoever the other person in the match was that I cannot remember right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or Jeff Jarrett, maybe, I think might have been who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets the, the three count first, so he's the champion. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and and again, you, you hear people like JR talk about it, and it's just like you talk about all the people that held that belt before him. And it's like, what a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you agree? Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. uh, the counter argument I've heard is that, okay, it's entertainment. Yes, it's the championship. But in the real world, it doesn't actually have any meaning or value. So why should it matter that a celebrity held it? It matters because you have people who dream of holding this title since they're a kid true and they they dedicate their life to doing it and they work hard and they work hard every day and they pay their dues and they sleep in their car and and they eat toast every day for three years while they're training and while they don't have any money to hold that title and they work for it and they earn it and then just to give it to someone who hasn't gone through you don't have to go through all of that, but to, who hasn't worked for it and hasn't wanted to do it to hold it their whole life. Mm-hmm. That's an insult to everyone else who's, who's held that title. True. And I, and I agree. I'm in that, I'm in that camp. I was just playing devil's advocate from, from sure. the other side of what people had. And, and I'll say this, I'm not going to take anything away from David Arquette. It wasn't his fault. No. Yeah. It wasn't his choice. He had no, say in that um he he felt so bad about it he recently went back into wrestling yes to learn how to do it to do it right and he made a documentary film about it called you cannot kill david arquette Mm -hmm. and i haven't seen it but i mean he Um, like gets involved like in a death match it's like crazy yeah some super hardcore thing and he was a lifelong wrestling fan right you know um but again and a lot of he gets a lot of hate, and I think it's unfair that he gets the hate, right? Because it wasn't it's not his fault. That's Bischoff and whoever's writing, or I mean, mm-hmm. at the time, this was probably this might have been um, Russo. It was Russo. I think yeah. it was Russo at the time. It was. There's a show we need to do on. This Vinny is positively Vinny. wrestling, Tim. That's true. Well, that's the bonus shows where we're negatively wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that is probably the most infamous. Uh, Mm -hmm. celebrity involvement ever in wrestling um real quick some other celebrities that got in the ring before we really 
uh, lay hard into the sports uh, celebrities that have gotten involved in the ring. Uh, I just had to bring this one up, uh, which is um, Trish Stratus, John Morrison, and Snooki taking on Lay Cool and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. <laughs> Snooki, because Jersey yeah. Shore was like the biggest thing in the world at the time. So right. they're like, hey, I think what maybe Kim Kardashian was also a, a special guest host at this WrestleMania, I believe as well. This might've been the Floyd Mayweather big show WrestleMania. Okay. I, I just remember um, people backstage getting really upset that Snooki was part of this instead of Molina. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was more of a, we want, you know, a celebrity involved rather than all in-house talent. I don't know why Melina couldn't have been in the match and Snooki been in their corner. Yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, it gave them that little extra buzz, whether they really used it correctly or not. Uh, Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell, yes. There's another one that got in the ring and did an admirable job. Yeah, I, I would put him in number three after uh, Mr. T and Bad Bunny. Yeah. Um, he going against at the time Stardust, yep. Cody Rhodes. Um, and of course, Stephen Amell, Green Arrow on the CW's mm-hmm. Arrowverse. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I an obvious fan took it very seriously, tried to to train and learn correctly. And of course, he'd done all the action stunts, of course, you know, through uh playing Green Arrow, right? To an extent, probably not all of them, a lot of them right. are stunt doubles, but um. But yeah, I thought he did a very commendable job. And that, that culminated at SummerSlam, wasn't it? Yes. A SummerSlam match? Yeah. And um, I I don't know. I mean, it didn't hurt anything, I guess. I, I think there's a lot of crossover between comic book fans and wrestling fans anyway. So I don't know how many new eyes it really brought to the product to get Stephen Amell in there. But um, I don't know, maybe some. And he seemed to really enjoy it. I think he still would like to do some stuff. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand. You never know. I mean, his time as Green Arrow has kind of come to a close, so mm-hmm. yep. you never, ever know. Yeah. Um, he could pop back up into AEW and take on Cody. He could. he could. Um, but let's move on to the celebrities. Uh, not celebrities, but the uh, the sports celebrities. Yeah, more, more. Because we have more to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, we talked about Big Show and Mayweather. What about Shaq and Big Show? Shaquille O'Neal. Never got that one-on-one match, but he did show up as a surprise entrant mm-hmm. in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on the pre-show, no less. Yeah. It's like, okay, pre-show, no problem. But then getting, because uh, I think he and Big Show kind of faced off Yes, in that. Um, and it seemed to be leading to a one-on-one match that just never happened. Just never seemed to materialize. Um, and then most recently, of course, Shaq has shown up in AEW. Mm-hmm. And performed and did a beautiful looking powerbomb <laughs> mm-hmm. to Cody Rhodes and got the victory in that match with not um, after the powerbomb though, because it was no sold. Yeah, yeah, no sold, but uh him and Jade Cargill, of course, picking up that that win in that tag match. Um and Shaq had been involved in WCW as well, not necessarily in the ring, but he has always been kind of around wrestling mm-hmm. uh since the nineties. Yeah. Uh, which kind of speaks to him being a fan, of course. Right. And them knowing that, hey, here's a guy we can hang our hat on because who doesn't know who Shaq is? Yeah. Whether you like basketball or not, 
You know who Shaquille O'Neal is. Most I hate everybody. basketball. I, I've never watched a basketball game in my life, but Shaquille O'Neal is a household name. Yes. And has been for over 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but let's see. Uh, I mean, Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. Gronk's another great example. Uh, high profile football player played for the New England Patriots and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, tied to Tom Brady most of his career or all of his career, really. Um, so huge name. Big. Fa- he was big friends with um, Mojo Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh. And through that, they kind of got him involved, and he won a title. He did win. He was a twenty four seven champion. Twenty four seven champion. Yep. He had a title that we want to hold, but we probably will never be graced with the opportunity. But I he's know. got it. What a lineage! I know. Peter Rosenberg. I want to be one of the three thousand twenty five holders. Of the yeah. Year. Of the 24-7 champion this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Many title changes. Um, Probably the biggest, though, to come from sports and to have any sort of real impact has to be Ronda Rousey. Well, yeah. I mean, and that, you know, she had that involvement when, um, uh, I can't remember what WrestleMania, but of course, The Rock is in the ring and, or no, it's, it's Triple H and Stephanie are in the ring. And then The Rock comes in. It'll be 34. 34. And is, you know, kind of talking to him. And is like, you know, I, I wouldn't hit a woman because Stephanie smacks him, I guess. Uh, but then Ronda Rousey's at ringside and she's a lifetime. Thir- 30, 33, 33. 33. 30, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he goes out, brings her into the ring. She puts Steph in an arm bar and, and hits her. So I, I can't remember exactly everything that went down, but everybody was like, whoa, that's cool. And then flash forward like a year. Here she is getting involved and yeah. is an actual member of the roster. Yeah. And goes on to have arguably the best rookie year of anyone who's come into the Federation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she was good. Yeah. That's, that's the, the thing. thing is she was good. Yeah. She, she took it serious. She studied the product. Huge fan of Hot Rod, Robbie mm-hmm. Piper. Mm-hmm. Um, Her MMA training certainly helped. Yes. It's easy to take that and carry it over into a pro wrestling style. Mm-hmm. I, I say easy. It, it seems easy. It, it certainly seems, helps. It seems easier to transition it's that natural. than anything else. Right. Because it's a combat sport. Right. And she um, had great matches. She had great matches with Charlotte Flair. She had a great match with Sasha Banks. Solid matches with Alexa. Um, she even got Nikki Bella to a pretty decent match at Evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I credit Rhonda with that more, more so than Nikki. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad I got to see her perform live cause you know, I may not get another, another shot to, to do. Yeah. And, and congratulations to her. The news of course, pretty recently breaking that she's pregnant. Yeah. And which is why she took time off in the first place was to kind right. of start a family. It just took a while, but it seems like they're on their way one day. I'm sure we will probably see her again. Probably, yeah. Uh, but who knows when that's going to be. But she had um, a long reign as Raw Women's Champion. She wasn't 24-7 champion for a minute and a half. She was Raw Women's Champion for the better part of a year and had a real impact, main evented WrestleMania. The first uh, main event from of women in WrestleMania mm-hmm. history. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you can't talk about someone being any more influential than that right. in the sports world. She was um, not the first sports celebrity to main event WrestleMania, though. No, no. We go back to WrestleMania 10. 11. No, it's 11. 11, sorry. Mm-hmm. 
That's right, because Diesel takes on Michaels that wasn't the main event. Right. And then Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor in the main event. And mm-hmm. again, well, I mean, we've talked about, you know, champion should always be on last. Uh, do you think that should have been the case here? Um, I, for, for years, I said, yes, 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 absolutely. Um, and I've mentioned this on the show before because uh, Bruce Pritchard not too long ago explained why that wasn't the case. Right. And the reason it wasn't the case is because they knew that a lot of people were just going to be tuning in to see Lawrence Taylor. And they wanted those people to see everybody else on the roster. Mm-hmm. And so if they had put Lawrence and Bam Bam on before Sean and Diesel, a lot of them would have tuned out mm-hmm. and wouldn't have seen Diesel and probably especially wouldn't have seen Shawn Michaels. And uh, those two guys, again, especially Shawn Michaels, are, are people that potentially can hook people and bring them back to the product. Yes. So, yes, it, it, it feels like a slight to the, the people who are there wrestling every every night every week who have earned those titles earned the main event slot mm-hmm. but it also potentially could help those people by bringing in new audience members and business was not good at the time it was one of their lowest one of the worst periods for business in the company's history and so um i can understand why they would want to do it the, the way that they did it yeah because at the time WCW was starting to really gain traction. A little. But because they, because they, they didn't signed really, Hogan. Um, yeah, yeah. They didn't really hit it until about a year later, but a, a little bit. I, I think business was just down as a whole at the mm. point, at that point, and from 92-ish to 95-ish. Um, and, you know, they were running smaller arenas. If you go back and watch some episodes of Superstars from that time, you're like, where are they? Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, I remember Bret Hart. This is my high school gymnasium. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bret, How did Bret I Hart, not know about this? <laughs> Bret Hart and Bob Backlund had a great match on Superstars one time. This was uh, the match that actually resulted in Backlund's heel turn. And I remember loving that match. And then, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I went back and rewatched it. And they were in such a tiny, tiny place. I don't remember where it was, but I didn't remember it looking that tiny when that match first aired. But going back and looking at some of those places they were in, yeah, uh, it, it's clear their business was not at a at a peak by any stretch of the imagination so mm. i can understand them wanting to say hey we can use sean michaels and diesel to you know if we hook a thousand people five thousand people and bring them back and convert them into fans long term that can be a lot of money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. agreed um so yeah I, I, this was the right call for them to be in the main event at the time business wise mm-hmm. um but hey Credit to to LT, credit to Bam Bam. Yes. Because he is the one who, you know, obviously had a lot of the influence in putting that match together um, and, and calling it in the ring and, and, and making LT look like a thousand bucks, you know? Bam Bam is my favorite big man. If we're talking, if we consider big men to be, you know, a 330 or more, 350 or more, Bam Bam's my favorite big man in wrestling history. Ah. He, he's terribly underrated and overlooked when people agreed. talk about big men yeah agreed um but yeah he did wonders for him and 
I was very, I was entertained. I liked this match. I was very entertained by this match. Yeah, it wasn't a bad match. I I do wish Bam Bam had won the match. I, I think it winning and losing doesn't always matter, but sometimes it does. And I really think here it did. I think it hurt him mm. significantly uh, to lose this match. Um, he he never really he they they put him as a. a kind of in a buddy role with diesel after this, but it yeah. never really amounted to much. And um, his WWF career, he never really did anything significant after WrestleMania 11. I'd say ECW probably used Bam Bam the best. Uh, after that point, at as least. far as booking him as a monster that right. he should have been booked as, because he was just so athletic. Again, one of the best big men ever and most mobile definitely and understood psychology. Yes. Um, go back and watch uh, his King of the Ring 93 match with Bret Hart. It's one of my favorite matches, uh, period. One of my top 50 matches. Um, and 50 sounds like such a big number, but when you've seen, you know, I, I don't know how many matches I've seen, 100,000 matches. Probably. Um, I probably. Mean... Uh, you know, 50, 50 is pretty good. So uh, that match is tremendous. And just the story that they tell, and he knows how to use his size and he knows how to work with people of all sizes, big and small. And yeah, Bam Bam was, was great. So cool for him. He got to main event this, but man, I just wish he would have won, but you know, celebrities have to win. Unfortunately they do, <laughs> but no. um, let's, <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about also in kind of a different light, even though he did get involved and now has transitioned that into something else, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Uh, of course, getting involved with NXT and the whole um, uh, at, at the time it was uh, the Undisputed Era mm-hmm. and, and him and his little stable of like what uh, Lorcan and Birch and, and Pete Dunn. And now he's your commentator on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, good role for him. I think he's a good talker. I, he always entertained me on the kickoff shows. Yes. Yes. I never I, knew him. I didn't know him at all. Until he started doing the kickoff shows. I knew he was a very high profile kicker from the NFL. Like I knew the name. I didn't mm-hmm. realize he had such a great personality and, you know, yeah. had, had that in him. And so I thought that was awesome when they started using him again on the pre-show, the shorts at WrestleMania. I <laughs> still love that. Um, he got yelled at for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Michael so Cole, Michael Cole tore into him for that. Yeah. Oh, he's funny. He's genuinely funny. He's quick-witted. He's got a very dry sense of humor, uh, but I like him. And he's also, he's kind of no-nonsense. because if you, it, it, I know you wouldn't because not being a huge sports fan. Um, like I've I, don't listened watch, to, I don't watch my sports. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but me, uh, I do keep up with, you know, football at least, sometimes basketball, you know, here and there. Um, but his podcast. I keep up um, with tennis, but tennis players never show up in wrestling. That's true. Yeah. Um, but his podcast is pretty great. Cause I mean, he, like he doesn't, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. Mm-hmm. He, he puts his honest opinion out there and I really dig that, but I really like him as commentator. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to having him around more. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's also talk about uh, a few people that got involved with wrestling, but in a different way in creative. Uh, we got two. I mean, there's really, there's two to talk about. Right. really that we can think about and one is uh of course billy corgan yeah uh lead 
singer, writer, whatever, Smashing Pumpkins. Singer, I think, yeah. Singer. Maybe, maybe I don't know if he wrote, too. I'm pretty sure he's singer, right? Oh, he's singer, but I'm pretty sure he wrote yeah. a lot of their music. He's a guitar player okay. as well. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Smashing Pumpkins, huge in, in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, during that kind of alt-rock grunge mm-hmm. kind of explosion. And big wrestling fan, got involved with uh, TNA. Yep. At one point as an investor, might have even been booking. I can't remember exactly what was going on there. Um, I think he wanted to, I think he was, at one point he tried to buy TNA. Yeah. But I think uh, the Carters wouldn't outright sell it, but he became kind of like a co-owner thing. But then he did go on to buy NWA Power. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's now a promoter. And he's now promoting. Yes. And. I know the pandemic hit them pretty hard. Unfortunately, like it did a lot of smaller wrestling uh, uh, companies, but uh, they're getting ready to come back or they've, they've come back uh, or they I can't remember if they're, they're back on now, but they do plan on resuming very, very soon, uh, which I'm happy for them there. Um, Cause I liked NWA power. I don't know if you ever tuned in and got to see any of it, No, but I think you'd love it because it is definitely, it gave me that old school feel that old school NWA um, like Thursday night programming. Mm-hmm. The set even looks kind of like that old, like, you know, you've seen the videos of the classic flair promos and that old set with Shivani and the mustache, mm-hmm. the very, very eighties look. Um, and it kind of has that kind of feel to it. Okay. Which is pretty, pretty awesome. Plus a lot of, a lot of people that uh, I felt have been underrated and underused or had their opportunities thrown away for whatever reasons um like ken anderson like um i'm I'm gonna blank on his real name but um mrs stunt double um oh oh well he was damian sandow but he's um his real uh, name i'm I'm aaron uh, something yes um Blah, 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 blah. It'll come to me. I wasn't prepared for the quiz. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but him, Nick Aldis, who I think is their current champion in, in NWA. Um, so, yeah, definitely check it out once it comes back or go back and check out some old episodes. I think you really dig NWA power. Yeah. Find that on YouTube. Totally free. Um, Aaron Haddad. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, Billy Corgan very influential uh in aspects of wrestling um just behind goes beyond getting involved yeah like now it's it's his day-to-day life it's yeah it's what he does for a living he's involved in producing the product yeah um and on the other side of that is freddie prince jr Mm -hmm. who got involved in was on the creative team for wwe for a number of years um i don't think it was that long but for a number of months i think it was but yeah Oh, I thought I thought he was with the company for a couple of years. I don't I don't think so. But but for a while he was. Yeah, but he well, he did get he was such a fan he got behind the camera. Uh yeah. and helped come up with storylines and and stuff like that and creative for WWE which I thought was tremendous and I love Freddie Prince Jr. I've always liked him. Um both as an actor and just it seems like a very good guy away from the celebrity. Yeah. Um, okay. We, we were both right. He, he was a member of creative from 2008 to 2009, but from 2010 to 12, he was a producer and director. Ah, okay. So yeah. he kind of went just different station. He was right. with the company for a lot longer, 
but, but only just, on creative for months yeah. for months okay yeah. but yeah so i mean a couple of celebrities that kind of bridge the gap yeah from wrestling fan to wrestling promoter producer yeah um which is in, that's incredible or owner <laughs> right <laughs> or right owner um well, and, you know, Freddie Prinze comes from Hollywood. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's used to writing entertainment and and dealing with scripted entertainment. And so, you know, you can argue up and down whether those are the people who belong in wrestling or not. Are those the people who should be writing wrestling? Uh, I think it depends. But if you've got one who's also a wrestling fan, I think that's perfect because then they also understand wrestling. They've been watching wrestling. They know how wrestling should work. Um, so, you know, it probably doesn't matter when Vince is your boss. But um, I I think it's the perfect um, combination of talents of talent and fandom that uh, I, I I couldn't argue with it. Yeah. Uh, Again, sidebar just about Vince, as you bring up that comment, which I think is hilarious uh, about when Vince is your boss, it doesn't really matter. I was listening to, um, while driving around, listen again to uh, Bruce Pritchard, one of his podcasts, and they were talking about the invasion pay per view. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, they bought WCW, and that happened like the week before WrestleMania that year. Yep. 2001. And so on Monday at their production meeting, they're like, it was brought up, like, what are we going to do with the WCW guys? And Vince is like, nothing. We're just going to focus on WrestleMania and doing our thing. And if we'll worry about them later, we'll just do this. And he's like, okay. You know, so they went forward and they did that. And then they get to Thursday and Vince is like, so what are we doing with the WCW guys? On WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's Vince. That's just, that's what it is, man. Yep. Yep. Uh, you never know until you get, until you get to creative that day. What's well, the, the, the best is when he told everyone in creative up and down that, Shawn Michaels and his company would never be a baby face, never be a baby face. And uh, WrestleMania 11 happens and um, they, they get together with Vince and he says, damn it. Why didn't we, why didn't anybody tell me we had a baby face? It's like, why are we <laughs> making this guy a heel? What are we doing? <laughs> they were going to him over and over and over and saying, Sean needs to be a baby face. Sean needs- and never, never. And never. then blames them for it. Yeah. That's oh, Vince. Man. Vince McMahon, gotta love it. <laughs> the most infamous celebrity in wrestling there will ever be. Yeah, <laughs> Vince McMahon. Um, Unless you want to count RoboCop. Well, let's talk about yeah, a couple, a uh, couple really big misses. Uh, RoboCop is definitely that's up there. Oh, CW, my Capital God. Combat. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, <laughs> It's it's hard to even know what to say about Robocop. Uh, he he was a partner of Sting. Sting has called it basically something along the lines of the most regrettable moment or or part of his career. <laughs> um, just yeah, like what are we supposed to be? Are, are we supposed to believe this is real? Like yeah, what are we supposed like, to be thinking? It's like yeah, it's like are, do you think? everyone thought robocop was a real thing <laughs> like, yeah oh, we can do this with cops now Holy crap. <laughs> oh, yeah well, this is awesome. <laughs> well uh, yeah. but yeah just uh yeah when you're trying to make everyone believe what's going on in the ring is a shoot 
mm-hmm. this is real and then and then robocop's ripping doors off of cages and it's like oh okay okay oh man yeah that one oh wcw hits and you've got it you've got to check out capital combat yeah 1990 it's just, worth it just for that just say you saw it just to say you've seen it you've watched it yeah um, and I, I i think there was more to it than just that but that's like that that's the the, the pinnacle of it all is that yes. capital combat show um yeah yeah probably the low bar in terms of what we would refer to as celebrity appearances yeah and i'll tell you what this one on paper you would think would be the low bar but ended up being some of the coolest pete rose yeah he, you talk about someone as a person he was infamous he lived in infamy because of the whole betting scandals mm-hmm. and, and everything in baseball but use that to great effect for his appearances in wwe and they used it perfectly he knew he was the heel yeah he knew that no one was going to be sitting there going yay pete rose is here yeah so what do you do? You bring him out there and then you bring Kane out and let him tombstone him. <laughs> After Pete Rose runs down the crowd. Yes. And runs down the local sports team in Boston. This is WrestleMania 14. How about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kane wasn't even a face. Kane was a heel. So <laughs> I'm a little confused by that choice, I guess. But um, do you think it, this is what led to Kane becoming face? <laughs> um, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. I can't really say, but um, well, by the next WrestleMania, he was. I mean, he got uh, a, I mean, when his music hit, he got one hell of a reaction when he yeah. came out to confront Pete Rose. Yeah. Nobody thought he was coming out to help him. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this happened at consecutive WrestleManias too. Because what didn't he dress up as the gobbledygooker? Yes, yes. <laughs> Pete, Pete Rose, not Kane. Pete Rose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let's let's clarify. Yeah, um, yeah. Pete Rose dressed up as the gobbledygooker and chase. attacked Kane. Yeah, to continue and, the story from a year prior. And they say there's no long term story to right. not anymore, but back then there definitely was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, to me, that made the WrestleMania 15 moment even better. Yes. than the WrestleMania 14 moment because no one thought that it was going to be Pete Rose. He had not been promoted for that. Yeah. Nobody said Pete Rose is going to be at WrestleMania that was, 15. That was, that was a wink and a nod kind of Yeah, it was uh, a total Easter surprise. Egg. Total surprise Easter egg that laid by the gobbledygooker. Um, <laughs> to a total surprise. Nobody knew he was going to be there. And when, when Kane ripped that, that uh, ma- it's not really a mask, hood off, hood. head um, and it was Pete Rose, the pop, not only in the arena, but in in living rooms around the world. Uh, it, it was just a classic moment. Is true JR? Oh my God, it's Pete Rose! <laughs> <laughs> and then gets another tombstone. Yeah, another tombstone. Oh man, yeah, love it, love it, love it. Uh, what are any other things that we haven't talked about that you you want to talk about? Um, in any aspect of celebrities and wrestling um i just you know again i I alluded to it earlier the the fans tend to have knee-jerk reactions to celebrities Mm -hmm. in wrestling and uh i I think it's unfair if you if you love this business and you want to see it grow and you want to see it get bigger you almost have to go the celebrity route at some point or another Mm -hmm. not for every show no but 
there's got to be a way to bring new eyes to the product or it will go away. Right. That's just what's going to happen. And uh, this is a good way to do it. And um, I'm with you. They shouldn't be winning our world championships. Right. But, um, and they shouldn't always be wrestling matches. What we've seen sometimes that works out fine. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, let, let, let's understand the business perspective of this and that uh, these promotions are businesses and they have to make money to keep going. Yes. And um, don't put yourself on a high horse and think that you wouldn't be doing the same thing if you were in their position, because if you had the opportunity to get bad bunny on your TV show, I didn't know who bad bunny was, but that's on me. It doesn't mean he's not a star. It means I'm just not in tune with that section of, of the pop culture scene right now. Mm-hmm. So um, he is a star. His, his concert, his tour sold out almost immediately. Mm-hmm. It's a year away. Yep. <laughs> and it's sold out. Don't tell me he's not a star. It doesn't matter if, you know, your, your uncle who lives somewhere in, you know, North Dakota and is 65 years old, doesn't know who Bad Bunny is. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, it man made history. He has the yeah. first ever non-English album to be number one on the Billboard charts in America. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Really? Nobody yeah. else? Not I'm, his, I'm not surprised that he did. I'm just surprised that others haven't. No one else has had one that is an all non-English out. Like there all is no English okay. on his album at all. It is all okay. in Spanish. Yeah, because like Shakira had some English and some yeah. not and stuff like that. Okay, he's the first one to have an album that is completely in a different language other than English be number one on the American Billboard charts. That's pretty cool. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's a huge star. Make no mistake about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah wrestling is entertainment and there's going to be crossover and sometimes there needs to be crossover and don't forget we're supposed to be having fun yeah how much fun was that bad bunny match for those people that watched it you were entertained you had a good time there's no way you did not right you had to enjoy that match um yeah so i i don't know i i'm i'm with you it's a good thing it's an inevitable thing for the business. You do have to grow your product and you have to create new fans. So you have to reach out to fans in different arenas of, of the entertainment world. So I, yeah, I think it's, I think it gets a bad rap. I don't think it deserves the instant jeers that it gets when a celebrity shows up. Um, like I say, there's been moments where they've used it wrong. Yes, definitely. Of course. Yeah. That's just with everything trial and error, you're going to have stuff that doesn't work um, or celebrities that just don't come off the right way. A la Jeremy Piven or um, uh, Sean Hayes. Yeah. But, but yeah, I th- a RoboCop. <laughs> but I think uh, all in all, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Bringing celebrities into the fold has always been a good thing. Uh, for wrestling as they have proved ever since 1976 with Muhammad Ali Um, uh, to kind of put a button on the show because we've been we've been going for quite some time here I knew we'd have a lot to talk about with celebrities in wrestling Um, going forward is there any celebrity or celebrities you'd like to see get involved And Uh, and what involvement would you like to see them have do you have any go first if you have any um hmm 
because I kind of just thought of this question right before we got started. So oh, okay. I thought maybe you had somebody in mind. That's why you're asking. Um, yeah, I don't, I off the top of my head, I am not a hundred percent sure. Uh, Amelia well, Clark. I'd like to buy an Amelia Clark shirt. Okay. So WWE shop. I mean, I've already got like seven, but I mean, <laughs> there'd be an official one. <laughs> um, but, but I'd, I'd also get really pissed if she showed up in the ring and people booed like that would make me so angry. Um, well, what kind of, would you want her to train to be in a match with, like, what kind of, how would you book her involvement? Um, I would have product? her as, as in, in someone's corner to help get somebody else over. Um, okay. um, maybe in the women's division too. Okay. Um, you know, the, the tendency has been to put, you know, the, your Pam Anderson's and your Jenny McCarthy's with your your guys but um i don't think we need to do that anymore no. put the put the women with the women and um maybe then if she showed uh, a propensity for it uh, you know to to do well with it maybe put her in some sort of match but you know if not no um it would just depend I, she doesn't strike me as someone who might take to that easily but i don't know um I don't know. The more Amelia I get on my TV, the happier I am, though. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, uh, I would like to see a, a mixed tag match uh, between uh, John Cena. Oh, no, not anymore. They're broken up. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. Miz and Maurice taking on Colin Jost and uh, <laughs> Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. <laughs> now, Scarlett, yeah, I bet she could do she 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 might take to wrestling with the stunt training she's had for like the avengers for and black stuff widow yeah black widow mm-hmm. um colin joe's just be there to get his face punched in <laughs> by the Miz. yeah um honestly jost and Miz probably just stand, hang out outside the ring like let the yeah. ladies go <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's go grab a beer we're good um yeah. but, but uh, we're gonna keep getting this we're gonna keep getting celebrities yeah it's gonna keep happening um I'm sure we'll have celebrity involvement next year's WrestleMania as Mm -hmm. do every WrestleMania, it seems. Yeah. Um, And a lot of times it will depend on which celebrities like wrestling. If they find out a celebrity is a fan, they're more likely to try to get that celebrity involved. And I mean, I've heard of there's celebrities that reach out. Yeah. I think in the case of Stephen Amell, I think he reached out to WWE. Yes. And you know what? It would not surprise me to see the impractical jokers get involved. Oh, that's right. Because they uh, are huge wrestling fans, and I've had some crossover. At least two, two of them are Murr mm-hmm. and and Sal um, are are big wrestling fans and are often seen in the crowd when we have crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me. And um, how can you boo those guys? Yeah, they're hilarious. Yeah, they're great. They're, they're just like us. They're us. Yeah, they're yeah. us. Um. But yeah, so it's going to keep happening, and I think it's a good thing, and I think it's a good spot for us to. Or actually, no, let's do this because since we have our the one thing you love, what's your favorite, your personal favorite, uh, celebrity involvement moment in wrestling? Mm, my favorite. I thought it was fun seeing the Muppets pop up. I just that did. was that was a <laughs> it was so unique and again you could lump it in with robocop like are we supposed to believe this is real um right. 
But you could also say, well, no, we're supposed to believe that, you know, they're talking to the puppeteers and the puppeteers are just being disrespectful by using Muppets. Um, so whatever, but whatever, it's the Muppets. It's the Muppets. And uh, much like Amelia Clark, I'm not going to complain when the Muppets show up. Yeah, uh, agreed. I, that's a that's a good one. And I asked that question without having an answer prepared myself. But <laughs> as always, that's that's what a good host does, right? Uh, We've had a long time to get ready for this. I know, I know. And that's the whole point. Uh, <laughs> I will procrastinate until I die. Um, yes. Hmm. I, I mean, honestly, well, I'll say because of the time and how old I was, probably Pam Anderson, Jenny McCarthy. I, I almost said that one. Yeah. Because, I mean, you talk about one that made me take notice at the time. Because, I mean, yeah. I was a teenage boy. Yeah. When that happened. So it was like, hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, but yeah. So that's our show on celebrities. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we hope to have some more uh, future content kind of in this vein coming at you soon but uh, don't forget this friday our regular show will be dropping We've got a lot to talk about this week we do have a lot to talk about um for everything from daniel bryan to uh, i know there's some stardom stuff i think you want to talk about uh um, and we'll have two weeks of nxt and aew yeah to talk about yes yeah. um so it's gonna be a pretty jam-packed show uh coming up this friday uh dropping at 6 a.m our normal time just on a different day um but we hope you enjoyed it uh let us know what were your favorite celebrity involvements in wrestling who would you like to see work with uh, wwe aew whoever in the future as far as celebrities go and uh we hope you keep tuning in, liking, sharing, and subscribing. You can find us, of course, at Plus WrestleCast. That's P-L-U-S WrestleCast on Twitter. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and like and share our page there. And you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast from. We're available on 99.9% of all the platforms. Um, Are there that many platforms? Uh, there are several, actually. There's a lot of different Enough places. Enough to have 99.9%. Uh, yes. Okay. We're going to go with that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's all from us this week. Steve, any parting thoughts? No, thanks for uh, finding us on Fridays, our new, regular, our new regular day. We appreciate it. Yep. We'll talk to you in a few days. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon on Positively Wrestling.